a Radio 191 FM podcast. Uh, and I'm very pleased to be joined by Dominic Hoey, also known as Tourette's, the fiercely lauded, deeply respected poet and musician, best-selling author, award-nominated novelist, critically acclaimed playwright and filmmaker, and washed-up rapper based in Tamaki Makoto. <laughs> Dominic, how you doing, buddy? Good man, how are you? I'm very well, man. I'm super, super thrilled to be talking to you on uh, a week out, a week after the release of your fantastic collection of poems. I thought would be famous. How do you feel? Good man. It, it honestly couldn't have gone better. It was crazy. Like the pre-orders did real good, and I made a, I said to Sam because we were like we sold fifty. Yeah. Like, quickly, I was like, oh my god, we sold fifty. And I went into the office and had a chat with me. He's like, bro, we sold some hundred now, and it was like. And we, yeah, we sold out, like, on the first night, and just, it was crazy, like, you know when everything works out for once? <laughs> it, it feels, yeah, I, I'm, I've, I've had that feeling maybe, maybe once, but it, it does feel a little bit strange, because you're told so much about what that feeling might be like, <clears throat> and to aspire towards it, so when you have it, I imagine, in your hands, and for one, you've earned it, because you've been so prolific for a number of years, and putting this out, like I said before, this is a collection of... It's an anthology of greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that, like, I kind of realised at some point, because I was sort of kept on working on the book, and then I realised, hold on a sec, I've actually got all these poems. I just need to put these out, because I sort of started going in another direction, and, and, and I guess the thing with poems, the thing with songs, you know, they die if you don't sort of get them out eventually. So I was, I was like, you know what, this is, this is this thing. And so I took all the stuff that I've been doing live that I knew that worked, um, and put, put that down and yeah it's, it's, it's translated which is awesome because you never know you know you don't know this don't work live if they're going to work on the page yeah that's a really interesting uh, point especially because you've put uh, some of these poems as we just heard How to Lose Money Entertain People you've put these uh, some of these songs poems rather into into songs yeah yeah well I just um, always looking for different ways to sort of get it out you know like I know not everyone likes to read and even when I do write stuff I try to write it in a way um, where if someone's not you know like like with my novel it was in large print or with the poetry book you know like there's a lot of shorter poems in there not to be condescending but you know I'm, I'm, I myself have been disabilities a lot of my friends and family do so I understand that to some people it can be a struggle you know absolutely um Tell me about the name of the book. I thought would be famous. You've previously mentioned uh, that this is kind of it alludes to a wider theme, obviously. But uh, it, you you mention it briefly. I, I guess it's not a poem. It's more of a foreword about um, I thought would be famous. It kind of ends on that note. Um, but it's not included in the book as a poem in and of itself. Yeah, uh, the, the poem. Um, it wasn't that it wasn't good. I guess it just kind of like. Um, a bit sentimental and, and I think it's sort of straight into nostalgia which I never want to do you know like um, I because um, I feel like nostalgia is kind of like it's, it's a past that doesn't exist and I felt like it's kind of what I was maybe doing with that poem right um, you know like kind of romanticizing I guess it's like the, my, my past and, and, and sort of like romanticizing some stuff that was probably kind of negative you know or I know that it was negative but it's easy well that's fair enough but I mean um, interestingly this book kind of looks back on your days sort of pre-chronic illness and when I talk about that is that um, and I know you've done a kind of experimental performance kind of play on uh, your heart looks like a vagina talking about your struggles with an autoimmune disease and closing mm. spondylitis and this book now coming 
I guess like after a couple of seasons of that uh, play, I thought would be famous kind of harks back to those days pre-chronicleness, which in and of itself is a sort of nostalgia, I suppose, as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it does talk about the illness a bit in there as well. Like, I think there's one section of the book, um, I think it might be the first section, Funny Games, which is that's mainly about the illness and dealing with it. Um, but I guess that my life changed so dramatically after it. Um, so I guess for the readers, listeners, sorry, um, I was in bed for like almost a year and I... Um, I lost a lot of mobility and I'm in chronic pain now, so it changed my life quite massively. Um, and But there was all these poems that I'd written, all these things that I wanted to write about sort of before that had happened. And at first I sort of almost didn't give myself permission because I was like, oh, well, that's not your life anymore. And then I was like, well, you know, like, it's still my experiences or this poem is still good, like I still want to put it, put it out there, you know? Absolutely, and that's um, totally respectable. I think one of the hardest things to talk about, even amongst our peers, let alone to an audience and a listenership, is that when you are dealing with a, a chronic illness, is that by the virtue of the name, it is a chronic illness. So you might be um, wildly prolific in the stuff that you've been putting out for the last couple of years since kind of bringing this discussion about um, your chronic illness to the fore, is that you've done you've released a book uh you've released your debut novel iceland uh you've toured around the country performing poetry you've released this anthology of poems you've started up a publishing house and you have creative writing workshops and it sounds like you know one thing i think that we don't talk about enough with people with who suffer from chronic illness is that you you don't get better you can have periods where you reclaim your life and I think you talk about that as well, but you are still suffering under the the guise of this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's sort of degenerative, so it sort of gets worse as it goes on. But I mean, um, and I say this a lot. Like my life is better now than it was when I was healthy in a lot of ways. Like obviously, um, you know, physically I'm a lot worse off. But I think, like, um, it made me really grounded, and it made me sort of take stock of things. And like, I only really have about six hours of energy a day now, so it's like I have to really focus it. Whereas in the past, I sort of looked like all over the place doing all this different stuff and just not really appreciating what I had. Um, and I think sort of spending that time in bed when I couldn't really walk or whatever, like that really gave me focus as well. So I was like, if I get out of this situation, I'm gonna really do something. Um, and I was lucky enough that I did, you know. Fair enough, absolutely. Um, this is the first collection of work that you've released through Dead uh, Bird Books, but it's not the first release on that, I guess, am I, am I correct in saying it's a it's a publishing house? I feel like I want to say record label, but that's not correct. <laughs> we actually run it like a record label, because the other guy I do it with Sam Walsh, he's run uh, record labels and been in the music industry too. So, um, yeah, our approach to promotion and to just how we deal with it is very much like an indie record label, I suppose. But it is a publishing house here, so we've done Hadassah Grace's poetry book, um, How to Take Off Your Clothes. So that came out earlier this year, and the first run of that just sold out, which is awesome. And then um, doing mine now. And we've got a couple coming up next year as well. Um, and um, we're hoping to do sort of like a journal too. Um, Interesting. Is it, would that be a sort of compilation of, of, of friends and contemporaries? Yeah, um, also like really just trying to get a lot of voices out that don't get heard. There's a lot of really amazing writers, um, for whatever reason, just, yeah, they don't have as much of a profile as I think they deserve, so we really want to change that. Um, so yeah, that's something we want to do. And also just journals, just, I don't personally read them, and I feel like, <laughs> um, that's 
maybe on me to an extent, but I also think that like they're just not accessible, and I, we we want to try and make one that's accessible, you know. And like um, again, there are people that maybe don't read a lot, read, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, something that you talked about, and uh, and I guess as inspiration to start a journal and include people in a in a wider discussion and to help promote people who deserve that promotion. Uh, I've been thinking recently. I guess ever since you toured with uh, Hadassah Grace for How to Take Off Your Clothes, is that I've seen a massive uplifting of, at least in Otapoti, uh, Dunedin's poetry scene. A lot of people are giving poetry a go. And I don't know if this is true of all creative scenes, is that there seems to be a perception of uh, gatekeeping within the power of gatekeeping within the few and not being able to have a kind of grassroots creative environment where people are encouraged to give things a go and I'm not sure if poetry is exempt from that rule whether or not that rule is arbitrary or not but it seems that um, poetry is a lot more accessible there seems to be a lot more of it, and it seems to be flourishing at least around the country yeah no there's definitely a big renaissance I mean that gatekeeping is still very much part of literature though um, like for example, my book to, to this point, it might maybe it might change, but it hasn't been reviewed in any of the books. You know, any um, online site or, or publication that does books has reviewed it, and well, you know, you're still kind of dealing with that nonsense. But I think that um, the power of social media means that it doesn't really mean what it used to mean. Um, you know what I mean? Like ten years ago, if that happened, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. But now it's like, oh. Whatever. Yeah, just do it yourself. <laughs> I, I suppose you have du- sort of uh, hand-to-mouth, for lack of a better term, um, direct access to your audience. And I suppose if your audience exactly. is wanting to access you, they're not going to go to Sony to be like, oh, hey, Sony, can I hear my favorite artist? They're going to go, hey, favorite artist, can I hear you? Yeah, exactly. So I think that that, um, that's the message. And that's, again, that's another thing that we want to continue to build is these networks that we can, um, you know, like just offer um, other artists just a way to get their stuff out and not have to deal with the gatekeepers as little as possible. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be elements of that. And especially, I guess, the more successful you are, the more there are those people. But I think, um, yeah, there's definitely ways. Like, we've set up a, set up a distribution system now so that um, you can avoid a lot of it. That's really cool. Um, this morning it was announced that you are going on tour around the country, which is exciting, uh, with uh, some of your contemporaries. Uh, but you're avoiding Dunedin, and I was wondering if that was for personal vendettas. You don't like our new green uh, green mare, or <laughs> <laughs> more benign reasons, like it's horrifically expensive to get here. Yeah, I was just there. I mean, like, so of the two poets, uh, Michael Peterson's coming from Scotland, and Omar Moose is coming from Australia, and um. We just couldn't fit it in. I was trying to, I was trying to work it out. Um, it didn't work, but I'm definitely going to try and come down soon with this book and, and do something. Because the last show we did with Fadasa was awesome, man. And um, dog with, it was a dog with two tails. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Oh, it was yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, that was that was real cool, man. It was such a cool turnout and a real cool mix of people. And um, yeah, no, I loved it, Eden. I mean, well, I just you know, I came down and spent the winter down there writing my new book. So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, awesome. Speaking of your book, uh, Iceland, it is. It seems to. That was released uh, pre-Dead Bird Books, yeah? So that's available mm. elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's on uh, Steel Roberts. Um, I think it's still in store, as far as I know. <laughs> Sold out. Um, i got to say that that was, um, just to touch upon that, uh, that was the first book that I had read in probably a, 
at least a good couple years and I think it's uh, part of this burnout that you get when so for instance I live in Dunedin this is a student town I was doing my postgraduate study there dropped out of postgraduate study and was just absolutely burnt out of absorbing literature uh, yeah. because it was dictated on me so my there was no recreational reading uh, of of books or poetry or anything like that and Iceland was the first book that I was able to get through uh, and I really, really, really thoroughly enjoyed it, but I still haven't read the final 20 pages because I have this thing wow. where, <laughs> where when I like something a lot, uh, I can't bring myself to end it because that way I can just prolong it forever and will always... Oh, the last, the last, the last bit, the prologue is, the epilogue, sorry, is the best bit. <laughs> Alright, I thought I'd just admit that to you, but now I have the impetus to go back and do it and I'll smash it and I'll tell you all about how I feel afterwards. Yeah, man. No, that's, that's, that's one of my favorite writing I've done. You know, I, like, sometimes you create something, you're like, oh, my God, I, I didn't even know I got scripted with that. And then you try and do it again, and you can't. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, awesome. Dominic, thanks so much for um, talking to us on the show. And just before no you worries. go, you, you have a tour coming up, uh, so that's in the immediate future. And in between that, I hope you take some uh, time to rest and recuperate. Uh, but what's coming next creatively for you? Do you have another book? Do you have another play? Do you have another publishing yeah, house I've, to found What's I've, got, I've got both I've got a um, play um, for 45 cents an hour which is about class and art and um, being an artist in this country um, which is sort of I don't know maybe half done and then I've got a novel which I wrote in Port Chalmers which is done and with an agent now so I'm hoping to publishing deal at some point oh, that's yeah. super yeah. exciting oh awesome man well thank you so much for joining us Dominic Hoey I thought would be famous. It is a long-awaited anthology of some of your greatest hits that people would have seen you perform all around the country. Uh, it kind of serves as a highlight reel, and I encourage you all to go get yourself a copy. You can get it from deadbirdbooks.com or the University Bookshop in Otago for 25 bucks. Uh, Dominic Hoey, thanks so much for joining us on the program. Uh, thank you, brother. Have a good one. You too, buddy. We're going to hear now from Dominic Hoey. This is a poem from the collection. This is called, it's one of my favourites, uh, this is called Channing Tatum by Dominic Hoey. The time is 16 minutes past the hour of three. You're on the local on Radio 191 FM, brought to you by NZ On Air. Did you know I went out of Channing Tatum? A whirlwind romance, as they say. He DM'd me on Instagram. Hey, Dominic, love your poetry. Would you like to come to LA and watch me move furniture? So I cancelled all my upcoming vanity projects and got on the next flight to the States. We hung out at his mansion in the Hollywood Hills and I helped him with his... That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.